What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Chargers podcast. We are joined today with Crossover Wednesday with our friend Kevin Mazzari, who is the host of the Locked On Bills podcast. We want to bring you guys a crossover episode every week where we go find that opposing Locked On host. So today we're talking to Kevin Mazzari, and we both, you know, have been talking about just all of our rough first weekends in the NFL. So now we're here to kind of put our heart on display for all of you guys. So, Kevin, what's up, man? I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this with us. It's definitely one of the favorite parts of our week. Yeah, man, Look, really looking forward to the show. Crossovers do awesome in Bill's land as they're always interested to hear uh, what another team's host have to say. So, look, really looking forward to doing this one. We're going to go over a few different things today. We have some big questions for Kevin. We're going to go kind of back and forth on just the biggest questions surrounding each of our teams right now and then we're going to look at how their offense and defense stack up against the Chargers and vice versa so let's get into it Kevin I'm just going to put this bluntly for question number one what the hell happened last week I think you saw like a perfect storm of everything gone wrong in a football game is actually one of the worst football games I think I saw since 1999 uh, just statistically and the way that the you know Bills didn't get a first down to the third quarter um, it was a bizarre game. It was monsooning in Baltimore. One one thing that didn't benefit at all the Bills. Um, you saw Joe Flacco immediately run a different game plan than the Bills thought. So I think that was the first mix-up. The Bills went into a run-heavy defensive scheme. Uh, that one that actually worked stopped Alex Collins. Uh, but they did, really did not think Joe Flacco would be throwing the ball in the rain. It was a total misplay. Um, not really sure where they got the intel, but they were just figuring they were going to be a run-heavy team again um, and just completely whiffed on it, and they actually weren't. They didn't run the ball at all. The couple times they did, they got stopped, came out with a very pass-happy offense in Baltimore. It was interesting, um, so watch out for them uh, throughout the year. And then absolutely just, just as you guys know very well, destroyed a very poor Nathan Peterman. Uh, actually, the pass protection here was actually decent, um, and Nathan Peterman just let himself into sacks. So that was that was part of the issue. The Bills just couldn't get a first down and – um, you know, in rainy conditions, a punter dropped the ball. The next thing you know, it's 21 points. Bills deferred. Uh, they went right down the field and scored. It, it was just a couple of perfect. I, I don't think that game would play out that way again. But it, 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 everything came together in, in, in the Bills world. And even I didn't even think Sean McDermott was caught off guard. So, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it and went so far to get the quarterback benched. Yeah, I mean, it's probably their worst game since Nathan Peterman started <laughs> last, I would My goodness, man. I mean, first game of the year right out of the gate. Everybody's got high expectations. I mean, us included, you know, being fans of the Chargers and both of our teams just completely underwhelmed what we were expecting. So uh, it's just got to be a wake-up call, yeah? Yeah, definitely. It's a huge wake-up call. The Bills thought they improved on defense. They went out and spent a bunch of money on their defensive line with Star Latule, as well as Trent Murphy. So they, they shored up pretty much their biggest holes. They signed Vontae Davis for cornerback two, um, and they actually spent you know the 16th overall pick on Tremaine Edmonds, a guy that actually still played well uh, on Sunday, really, really solid football player already. So they thought that immediately they were going to be on a level of a top-10 defense, um, and it just – they disappointed as just as much as the offense and the between the two games and the two starts of Nathan Peterman, both in uh, LA last year and uh, this year in Baltimore, it was actually the worst performance ever by starting quarterback cumulatively. So, um, and then he started a third game, a snow game against the Indianapolis Colts where we had like 10 feet of snow in Buffalo. Um, and LaShawn McCoy just like ran for like 400 yards because no one could throw the ball. Um, so it was a really interesting game, but he didn't finish that cause he got a concussion. He's never finished a start. And actually the three starts combined are the worst ever recorded. 
That's crazy, man. I mean, I think I, I hear what you're saying as far as they went into it with a different game plan defensively because that seemed to kind of punch the Chargers in the mouth too because with that rookie quarterback in Mahomes, they definitely sold out to stop the guy that killed them last year, which right. was Kareem Hunt. And I had a pretty good game against Hunt, but obviously we struggled everywhere else, special teams and defensively included for another defense that we expected to easily be top 10 because they had the third best points allowed on defense last season. Did you have any questions for us just about the Chargers as a whole? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the first question was I was expecting just as over here too, we were expecting the Chargers to be, we saw their defense firsthand, although it was against Peterman. We, you know, we, they took a big step up last year. My question was what the heck happened defensively last week? Um, it was, was it really just missing Bosa? Was it missing? I know Corey Legit suspended. Like what, if what's the the problem or I guess what well, I know similar problem here where we I guess did the same thing sold out for D and, and that just completely backfired I know you got into it a little bit but was there player personnel issues coaching issues like kind of what happened defensively as a whole was it no pass rush what, like what, what kind of went wrong it was a matter of trying to sell out and stop one guy I would say it's two guys because they were pretty heavily covering Travis Kelsey as well. It was Kareem Hunt on the run and Travis Kelsey in the pass, and they figured they could stop Tyreek Hill with one guy, and there was missed tackles as well. There was a missed tackle by Jaleel Adai on the punt return that sent Tyreek Hill down the sideline on a punt return to start the game, which was all the momentum for Kansas City, and then it was drop balls. I mean, We could have probably won this game, actually, if we just caught in at least two of the drop balls because they would have went for touchdowns. They were, the first Chargers drive that went for a field goal should have been a touchdown to Tyrell Williams. He drops the ball. Later in the game, Tyrell Williams is 20 yards away from a defender, drops the ball. Travis Benjamin beats his defender, drops the ball. It just kept happening and happening, and I think if you at least catch two of those, we either have a chance to win this game at the end or we do win this game at the end. I think the major factor is just bonehead mistakes. Missing Joey Bosa, though, too. Let's be clear, guys. I mean, Melvin Ingram, uh, by himself, supposed to be a very good pass rusher, got very little pressure at all. So they were really missing Joey Bosa. You know, he's Bosa's a huge presence, and we're sorely missing him right now. It seems like it out there. I mean, I know you have an injury to Joe Barksdale. Is that a big injury for you guys? I'm not too familiar how he ranks out as a right tackle. Is he someone you're going to miss, or is Forrest Lamp going to be just as good? Kind of what I heard that was kind of an issue, too. So, for us, Joe Barksdale is pretty much the black sheep of the offensive line. We're pretty comfortable with Okuna left tackle. We like Dan Feeney, a second-year guy at guard. Mike Pouncey's been tremendous since he's came back. Uh, Schofield's been decent at guard, uh, although I think Lamp is the heir apparent, uh, either at guard or at tackle. He can play confidently at both positions. He was picked. He was all, universally known as one of the best Offensive lineman in the draft last year went down early with a torn ACL, but he's fully healthy now. He was inactive last week, but I think, you know, as he continues to get more comfortable in the offense, he's going to get put out there. And once he plays, the guy's talent is going to take over and he's going to take one of those spots. So whether it's right tackle or right guard makes no difference to me. Is he starting this week or what's happening on the right side there against the Bills? So, Right now, at right tackle, they have Sam Tevy, which is a six-round pick uh, from a couple of years ago who just really you know, transitioned to offensive line really late in college, so he's still fairly new to the position. Uh, he's pretty athletic, but 
there's a lot of work that he needs to get done. Um, but uh, just you know, jumping into a question here, what happened in the offseason, in your opinion, that seemed to change last year's playoff team into what you saw last weekend? For the Bills, I mean, they got better, if anything. So that's that's just really crazy here in Buffalo. Uh, Eric Wood, they actually retired, too, with a major neck injury. But um, his replacement level, Ryan Groy, was a backup $2 million. I think the Chargers actually put in a – I don't know if it was the Chargers or the Rams uh, two years two or three years ago, put in a tender for him. Might have been the Rams um, for um, two years, $5 million to be a starting level guard uh, for their team. And he's actually – Throughout time, actually just scored out just as well as Eric Wood. He was a major issue last week at center, but is a guy that the team really likes. And then left tackle, everyone, you know, we traded Cordy Glenn to Cincinnati to, to get up to get Josh Allen pretty much. But our replacement there is Deion Dawkins, who played really well as a rookie guy that actually beat out Cordy Glenn uh, last year. So, which is an interesting topic. So that's really the only turnover negatively. And then obviously, they went from Tyrod Taylor, who pretty much everyone in Buffalo wanted to replace, a guy that throws for 150 yards a game, conservative with the ball. Um, I mean, just not quite the quarterback you're looking for in this day and age. However, he wins football games. I mean, he tied Steelers uh, last week, as you saw, with the Browns, a team that's terrible. So he's a guy that can win 8-8 eight and eight football, go 8-8, eight and, eight and um, that the Bills sorely missed when they had a guy like Peterman, as you guys saw, a replacement-level guy, probably one of the worst active quarterbacks on a roster. Um, the team didn't want to start Josh Allen too early. I think that was the main issue. They didn't just want to give the game to a guy that – you know, they went up and got in seventh overall pick this early. I mean, it's kind of like a mindset. Sean McDermott's a mindset guy. Um, but I do think Allen, once he gets roaring, will at least be on the level of, of, of a Tyrod Taylor, like 15th to 20th overall quarterback, guy that can win seven games. So, I mean, those are the major negative um, upgrades or downgrades, I should say. But defensively, I mean, they just got worlds better and uh, just it didn't didn't appear. So I'm interested to see if that actually shows up against the Chargers, or will we see that some version of that Baltimore defense um, that doesn't show up? So they got better once again. They added Vontae Davis at their second cornerback spot, and obviously drafted Tremaine Edmonds. They got way better on the defensive line. Um, they took Harrison Phillips in the third round, a guy that played really well, uh, played really a lot of snaps last week, uh, a guy that kind of fell in the draft a little bit. So they've done a lot on the defensive side, and they're they're really where they want to be. I mean. They could upgrade a little bit at the cornerback two spot as, as Davis actually was inactive, which kind of rippled Bills fans. Didn't understand it. Sean McDermott just decided to play Philip Gaines, a guy you, you guys should know in Kansas City. He's terrible. Um, he's an okay nickel level guy, but just not a CB2. Um, and it was really bizarre. No one saw it coming. So it was really weird. Um, but that's that's kind of the, the moves that they made, and they spent a ton of money on that defensive line. Um and they will continue to spend a ton of money on that defense as the Bills are projected to have about $100 million next year. Damn, that's a lot of cap space. And then, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> we'll it see is. what they can do with it. But I think as far as the Chargers side, we understand questionable personnel decisions. We all thought Forrest Lamb should at least be active in the game last week. But either way, at some point, it's going to be his first game in live NFL action. Yeah, Maybe it'll be this week against the Bills. I'm not sure, but we'll get into some more defense and offense in the next segment coming up right after this. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week, but the truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season because they've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me 
for my listeners. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you guys that love fantasy out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar when you use our promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, man, who do you think on the Bills' defense is the guy the Chargers need to most look out for this week, specifically just because, I mean, when you give up 47 points, a lot of people probably think there's no one they need to look out for. But looking over the roster, I obviously see that's wrong. Who's the guy that you would say is the most dangerous on your on that side of the ball? I think what's really interesting is they're good as a unit. So they were in awful field position all game through special teams, through fumbles, through Nathan Peterman picks. Really only played bad on the on the opening drive, didn't have a great game plan, but really did shore up the defensive side of the ball. He stopped the run really well as a unit. Um, and I honestly, the best player on the defense is Trey White, their rookie cornerback from last year. Uh, he's now a sophomore, uh, a guy that has shut down some of the best number ones in the league. So I would imagine him, him seeing a lot of Keenan Allen. Um, he doesn't tend to follow receivers, so I would bet that they, I don't know what the Chargers plan is with their receivers, but I would bet that they move some of them around to get them away from White because unless Vontae Davis, who we all were expecting to be a cornerback two level, if he's playing, I feel a little more comfortable. Um, but if they're going to trot out Philip Gaines again and try to cover, I just put whoever you can on his side and, and go from there. Um, I mean, that's definitely the game plan. But Trey White's obviously a guy that can lock out at number one. Their safety plays awesome. Hyde and Poyer generally rank in the top ten both. Um, and part of the reason they made the playoffs last year was a play of their D-back. So if they're ripping roaring, I don't just think that they're it's going to show up to be a 47-3 to game. I mean, their D-backs have won games for them. They picked off Matt Ryan at the end of the game last year. They picked off uh, Alex Smith at the end of the Chiefs game last year to beat them. So uh, they're they're a very decent unit that can obviously help the team win football. And then Tremaine Edmonds, he's fun to watch. I mean, he, he's he I've never seen a guy get in the backfield so quick. So as he develops as a middle linebacker, he's a guy that can you know completely change a drive. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. At least, I mean, as far as what I saw, Trey White was obviously great last year. If you don't, if you if you haven't heard of him, he was the guy that Gronk tried to throw a shoulder wrestling move in on the sideline yep. that concussed him. But yeah, Tremaine Edmonds was a guy. I mean, if, I'm happy with Derwin James. Don't get me wrong, but you kind of snagged him right before I was hoping the Chargers would take him right around that area when he was still on the board. Obviously, not knowing that Derwin James would fall to them. So on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I'm always a big uh, fan of the pass rushers. So okay. uh, what, what do you guys got to offer? Who should, you know, the Chargers fans be expecting to see coming after Phillip Rivers on Sunday? Some, so, so a guy that really ranks well for the Bills every single year is Jerry Hughes. Um, he's a guy that gets a ton of pressures. Teams can game plan against him. He's a very good speed rusher, um, but always leads the league in pressure. So his sack numbers are usually around 9 to 12, depending on the year. Um, but he, his, he's always in the backfield. And he's always causing havoc. So you got to watch, always watch out for Jerry Hughes. Um, and then another guy that you know, the Bills really are looking highly on, a guy that had a double-digit sack year two years ago, was Trent Murphy that they signed from Washington. 
had a major knee injury last year on his contract year, but the Bills still felt comfortable enough that he's their other pass rusher. And he's shown really good pass rush ability um, in, the, in the preseason. Did, did face another little soft tissue injury in his hamstring, but is back to full. He was on a snap count last week, but still played pretty solid. He's a guy to anticipate full strength against the Chargers. So they do have some two decent edge rushers. Uh, that's not their biggest problem. And then Shaq Lawson is another guy who has developed finally. Um, and then, then hurt his hamstring t- at some point last week. I'm not sure of his status. He didn't practice today. Another guy coming off, you know, spot starter that the team really likes uh, a lot. And then, you know, their backup, Eddie Yarbrough, is just a hardworking guy that finishes three to five sacks every year. And then Harrison Phillips, a guy that they drafted at defensive tackle position, uh, will come in for Kyle Williams and is more of a pass rushing guy. So they do have some pass rushing presence. That's, that's not the team's biggest issue. Uh, you also see Nate Orchard from Hard Knocks. They went out and signed him. They, they anticipate him being a rotational DN. So it's it's a strength of the Bills. They only got one sack last week. It was a split between Murphy and Edmonds. Um, so th- that's that's their number. And then they always will rush Lorenzo Alexander, a vet, um, and he's scored really well in pass rush. So they they do have their pass rush guys. That's um, not necessarily their biggest issue. So. I mean, bouncing it back on you guys a little bit there um, for the Chargers, what can they anticipate? Are we going to anticipate a lot of spread offense? Like, what are they going to come out and run and try to run Melvin Gordon? Are they going to just continue picking up off their passing offense? Like, what, what can the Bills expect to see coming into Buffalo? Does look like pretty good weather conditions for, for, for now. I think it's in the 80s, which is, which is nice for here. Um, so I, don't, I wouldn't anticipate any issues there. So. What can we anticipate seeing offensively from Philip Rivers and, and crew? Are, are you going to make any changes? Any anything need to be done there? Uh, I don't know if they're going to make a lot of adjustments from Week One because of how successful their offense was in Week One. I mean, their two running backs combined for almost 200 yards put together. I, they did end up spreading the ball around, but they did start in more of an I formation type formations, running the ball, switching out the running backs, Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon, who both graded out pretty well last week. It's going to be kind of interesting to see, though, because even though Okung and Pouncey were both really, both really played well last week, Dan Feeney graded out to a 27.1 at the left guard position. Wow. And the, yeah, and the left, left side of the Chargers offensive line going into it was one of the things we were excited about, at least as far as mauling people on that side of the ball. But for the Chargers, it actually seems pretty predictable. It seems like they always kind of try to come and smash you in the mouth with their running game. New coach Anthony Lynn, that's his pedigree as far as he wants to be a run first team. He's always said that. It necessarily hasn't turned out in favor for the Chargers because they hadn't ran the ball more effectively than they did when they weren't necessarily considered a rushing team. So the game plan usually starts out as pound the ball up the middle, get a good dose of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler in between the tackles and also out of the backfield in the passing game. But it seems in most games, Kevin, that it ends up just being Phillip Rivers go out there and do what right. he And yep. that, that really is a lot of the Chargers offense. Phillip Rivers, one of the best in the league at making adjustments at the line. But one thing that you guys will probably definitely draw on is just Phillip Rivers' hero ball mentality. When it's third down, when the stakes are raised, Phillip Rivers is always trying to make a play. And, and last week you saw where he took a sack and pushed them out of field goal range early in the game when the game was still manageable. So it, all of it depends on Phillip Rivers. What Phillip Rivers are we going to see? Are we going to see a, a Kansas City Phillip Rivers that had six of his ten interceptions last year? 
or are we going to see what we saw the rest of the year, including when he diced up the Bills pretty good in that game? But I, I think it, that's really what it comes down to, Kevin. It, it's Phillip Rivers' offense. It goes as he goes. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, with with a franchise quarterback and one guy you've always trusted, I mean that that makes a lot of sense up here. Um, I mean that's 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 a good note. I mean the Bills are going to do whatever they can. Safety. It's the only way that they usually take a competitive edge is their two safeties. So if they can find a rhythm and kind of kind of read the field like they can and, and against certain good quarterbacks, that will be make or break. If they're not able to see what's going on or not not, not dissecting Rivers well enough. That's our advantage is lost, and you'll start to see back to Rivers when they played last year. If they are able to get a beat on what's going on and, and help out their corners, uh, once again, in, in Trey White and hopefully Vontae Davis, um, I think it'll be an interesting game. I, I really I really do. I want to see bu- up in Buffalo. There are 72,000 fans that will be there and roaring, as Anthony Lynn said. Um, you're, you do play against – it's kind of like being in Lambeau, especially coming off the playoffs. They'll be pretty jazzed up. If I was Chargers fans and or Chargers, I would have been praying for Nathan Peterman. Um, we were. I would have been absolutely just laughing and so happy. It would have been a free win. Um, the fans would have turned, honestly, after one week. They would have been booing. Josh Allen probably would have played anyways at some point. Um, but it, it's a completely different game now. If I, if I if we were doing this 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 discussion and you were saying Nathan Peterman was playing, I would just be like, guys, there's just I don't see a way that the Bills offensively could could unless Philip Rivers turns the ball to ten times. I just don't see a way. Um, the Bills can, can, can compete in this one. But with Josh Allen, you have a guy that you guys don't have a ton of tape on. Really, no one does. Just kind of came up in mop-up duty. Really athletic. I heard that that can cause some problems for the Chargers. Josh Allen's very athletic. That's one thing to, to kind of note for everyone listening. Uh, he's not just a, a big, tall guy with like a flacco with a rocking arm. He's very, very, very athletic. Ran for 25 yards last week on limited snaps. Guy that's sneaky athletic, um, and I've, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that that can cause the Chargers some issues. So it's got to, you got to, he'll, he'll get out of the pocket. So if he, if he starts to sense that, um, he'll bring that dynamic athletic ability, which shocked Bills fans. They were obviously used to having Tyrod Taylor, um, but I didn't see much of a downgrade through Josh Allen's play, and, um, he's going to not make terrible decisions, and that's, he doesn't, he isn't always the most accurate quarterback, and that's kind of what his biggest knock was. Um, but he doesn't turn the ball over as much as you think that someone that's inaccurate would or inaccuracy issues. He developed really good feet um, and really impressed in Buffalo. Um, we were really – the fan base was pretty split on, you know, whether they wanted Rosen or um, Josh Allen. So, you know, a lot of them have turned to uh, Allen. He says the right things. He's looked really good in preseason and finally got this job. And he's just, he was much better from Peterman from day one. They they both got McCarron traded to, the, to Oakland. Um, but, I mean – Josh Allen was easily the cream of the crop, and he's going to get an opportunity to play this week. So, um, I, I think I think it's I think it's a a really really interesting matchup um, from a perspective of the Chargers' offense to the Bills' defense. I think that that side of the ball could go any possible way, and that's I think a really big unknown. Yeah. Speaking of that defense, that was going to be one of our next questions. How do you think? the Bills defense actually matches up against the Chargers offense. What are you guys worried about? What are you scared about? How are your feelings just overall going up against the Chargers offensive unit? So what what scares me is that they came out with an, like similar to the Chargers, they came out with an all run stop defense that in that fact worked. Um, so that was good. But then what worried me was that why in the world, um, you know, the three new Baltimore receivers and John Brown, Michael Crabtree, and uh, Willie Sneed. Why in the world are they running open free with such good D-backs? It was really confusing. I think it was really confusing to Bills fans. 
Um, I think that's the issue. I mean, it's similar, similar game in, in a way that you guys have a good running game um, with, you know, Gordon and a good, you know, backup in Eckler. And then you have good receivers. If they're catching the balls, at least. I mean, you have Allen, Tyrell Williams, and Travis Benjamin, guys that scare me. I mean, quite frankly, if we're going out to stop the run and say we do, um, at least better than the Chiefs did, I, I just – can they do both? I mean, so that's what's scary. Can they – I'd almost almost be interested in flipping it now. Go but go out and play defense and, and cover these receivers and, and make Philip Rivers make plays, um, make him force it and and maybe get a little bit of running room up. I don't know. It's it's the unknown of can we put both sides of the defense together against it's in my opinion a pretty good slew of receivers. Yeah, well we thought it was definitely one of the best in the league going into last week and then you obviously see all the drop balls. But I think that that benefits their last first-round pick, Mike Williams, who you guys are going to get to see really for the first time because he was a non-factor in last mm-hmm. game. But he had five catches for 81 yards all in the fourth quarter. Obviously, the Chiefs were in more of a prevent defense, but I think it was more to do with what the other two guys did as far as dropping deep balls and just playing very poorly and, and both having under a 55 grade on pro, pro football focus. It doesn't look – as deep as we once thought, at least through one week. But let's switch it up. Let's switch sides of the team, and we'll get into that next. All right. Now that we got done talking about the Bills' defense and the Chargers' offense, it's time to switch sides. And we have some questions about your guys' offense. Obviously, there's some big questions for you guys with Josh Allen starting. But, John, what, what's the first question that you have for Kevin? So, when I was watching a lot of San Diego State games, I had to scout Josh Allen all the time. And this is a guy I wanted the Chargers to get. So, now that we're going up against him, I know what I'm expecting to see out of him. But I wanna, I'm wanting to know what you're hoping to see out of him in this game. And after a pretty rough start so far in this season, do you think it's going to be much of a difference? So Josh Allen, once again, is a guy that has, once again, we were talking about the flip side of the ball last segment, and it still, Josh Allen still comes off. So this is how it is here in Buffalo. Um, and he's a guy that just brings so many opinions on both sides of the coin, a guy that really anyone, you got national pundits saying he's going to be you know, as good as, Carson Wentz, and you guys got saying that he's never going to be good at all. So you just have so many opinions on, on this guy, and it's interesting. He's polarizing. It's just a style of play. He's got a rocket arm, one of the best arms I've ever covered. I, I, I mean, I've seen some good quarterbacks um, in preseason and through my time covering the Bills. But this guy, I, I, I just, I've never seen an, an arm like this before in my life. Um, so obviously, you should know he comes in with a rocket arm, can make any throw on the field. So I think that's what initially attracted the Bills. Nathan Peterman, polar opposite, cannot make any throw on the field. A guy that was praised for his Tom Brady like release. I think that's what the Bills were just so like drooling over. The guy can actually look at a defense and make a uh, throw in you know one second, and he just when when the lights come on and teams game plan him, he's awful. I mean, he does look good in preseason. I will say that Nathan Peterman does fool you. So he's the biggest con artist I've ever seen. Um, but then you'll turn the lights on, teams game plan him, and then it's like he's never played football before. So that's really bizarre. Josh Allen's going to bring you like almost like a different element of surprise. It's going to be a guy that is athletic. He's going to get out of the pocket, and he's going to try to, to beat you, uh, you know, rolling out to his left um, is, is, is one way I've seen him really like to go, kind of confuse the defense a little bit. And he he's going to try to make any throw on the field. He's not scared. He's going to try to toss it up to Calvin Benjamin. He's going to try to use his tight ends deep in the seam. Um, the Bills do have actually an interesting 
interesting set of tight ends, which we can get into. Um, better than most years past for this team there at that position, considering, you know, they're, they're a little bit of weakness at receiver. Um, and then, you know, really make up for the lack of offensive line that the Bills do have an issue with right now, certain spots there. Just like you guys said, um, Ryan Groy actually scored, like, I think in the 20s as well at center, one of the worst grades I've ever seen. Um, so that, that, that's, that's an interesting. They do have a guy that's started a lot of games in Cincy and Russell Bodine. I'm interested that they didn't make a move to him this week just to see if he's played better than 20s level football. Um, but they're sticking with Ryan Groy, um, guy they really did, 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 did expect to be as good as Eric Wood there at that center spot. So Josh Allen's going to be a guy that's going to make up for a little bit of that. And he's a rookie, man. This is his first start. He played really well in preseason, basically won the job after his game against Carolina and then a really good game against Cleveland pretty much ripped them up. Um, and then went into a game against Cincinnati in which Cincinnati just came like lights out. They just game planned. They're blitzing. They were doing everything possible. And the Bills offensive line was shuffling. They were trying new guys. They were trying to figure out their starting units. And it just didn't work out. And uh, the Bills were like, you know what, we're going to protect Allen at least. <laughs> Turned out to be one week. So uh, we're going to at least protect him and, and try out Nathan Peterman. Disaster. They would have lost their fan base if they didn't make this move. Um, so Josh Allen's a guy that they really liked. Throughout the entire process, he's won over a lot of the, the 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 disapprovals here in Buffalo. So I'm really excited to see him against a Chargers defense that, in my opinion, is pretty good still, no matter what happened against Kansas City, um, and one that even minus Bosa um, can can be a challenge. So I want to see what he does. I think this is a valuable experience for this guy, um, and he's he's proven to, to be the best quarterback on this roster. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He scored out PFF better than Sam Darnold did in, in his star over there in New York. So it, it's it's a guy that, that can absolutely make up for, for stuff with his arm strength. Yeah, when uh, I used to watch this guy at Wyoming and the scouting him, he would literally escape the pocket every time and make the most amazing throw across his body to the other side of the field like 40 yards down the field. And you're like, how did that ball even get down there? That's like almost yeah. 60 yards through the air at least. And he was rolling to one side and throwing the other way. And that, as you mentioned before, the Chargers aren't the greatest against athletic running, scrambling quarterbacks that like to extend the play, which he's really good at. And even more so, the Chargers tend to not do well against tight ends when there's quarterbacks that can do that. And so with Charles Clay being in, on the Bills, I'm a little worried about Charles Clay with Josh Allen being a one-two combo in this game. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned Clay, and, and a lot of teams are. He's really athletic. He usually leads the team in receptions. He's, you know, 50s to 70 every year. Um, Tyrod Taylor didn't like him as much as he could have. Um, but last week, I think he had a little bit of a little bang-up injury, which kind of hurt that it didn't matter. wouldn't have mattered if he played the much more anyways. I'd rather him sit out at that point. Um, but... Guy that they really like is from Tennessee, Jason Kroom, um, an undrafted free agent last year who ran wide open in the seam last week, and Nathan Peterman could not find a wide open tight end in the middle of the field, um, and also played super well in the preseason and still caught some balls. So he's a guy that the team really enjoys as their second tight end, as well as their third tight end, Logan Thomas. Guy that scored out super well in PFF in his week one performance can get open another athletic tight end. The Bills like their athletic tight ends. So um, they use these three guys as their receivers, really. So when you look at the Bills and say, oh, they have, you know, Holmes and Ray Ray McLeod and Robert Foster, the undrafted free agent from Alabama, a guy that played with Brian Dable's championship team um, who gets down the field. If you see Ryan, if you see Robert Foster on the field, you know Josh Allen's throwing deep to him. That's all he does. Uh, he's an interesting prospect. So 
Um, we'll see if you see any of those deep routes here on Sunday. But you got to remember, none of those guys really matter. I mean, there's these three tight ends are who the Bills are using in a lot of different formations, um, you know, to kind of supplement Zay Jones and Kelvin Benjamin. What do you think the Bills can do well against the Chargers' defense? And on the flip side is, what should they stay away from? I mean, I don't think that they should completely give up passing the ball. I mean, I think that, you know, they're, they're gun-shy because Nathan Peterman was terrible last time they played the Chargers and last week. But uh, Josh Allen's a different quarterback. I, I, I would, I'd love to see him spread out, kind of use that speed, kind of implement a game plan similar to what you saw from Mahomes. Um, you know, Josh Allen's kind of a similar prospect in a way. So I, I would I would anticipate seeing a lot of deep throws. I, I, they're going to get a lot of guys in motion and movement. They're going to use these athletic tight ends, try to get him off off in the you know make a play on his with his legs and you know hit down the seam to a tight end. Those are the kind of things I think the Bills should be doing and can win a game if they don't just go shell up and run the ball up the middle with LaShawn McCoy, which honestly, which is a good note is Brian Dable isn't a uh, conservative play caller. I mean that's. Almost what cost him against with Peterman. Um, he didn't come out and run the ball, which likely could have in the rain, um, and, and kept the game closer and eventually lost anyways. So I think you're going to come out and see an aggressive game plan, one that they hope they mimic kind of off of Kansas City. And what I'm what I'm hoping they stay away from is seriously the kind of the opposite, where they're just coming out with you know 12 personnel and running the ball down the middle of the field. They're trying to get McCoy going as the only way for the Bills to have offense. Strong McCoy is a good receiving back, so. The team's getting first downs. You're going to see a little bit better of an offense here. Uh, I think it was kind of like a perfect storm offensively for the Bills last week. And their, their home field, the Bills are always good at home. Um, you know, for a team that's been pretty much 500 for the last 10 years, uh, I think that's about what they, they were 500. They actually had a better record than Baltimore over the last five years, which shocked me. But um, they're always 6-2 and two at home. So, you know, LA's going to have to bring a really good game plan in. Um, I mean, there there is an environment, and it's it's a really weird place to play. That the stadium's built on a, on a really like windy uh, part of New York. It's probably one of the windiest stadiums in the league. So if there's any wind at all, it can cause some issues. So I, I'm I'm pretty excited to see that happen. And you know, flipping it to the, I want to I want to know more about the Chargers defense. Like, what are you worried about could happen that would cause problems? And then where do you see like their biggest strength? Um, you know, without Bosa. For me, I think it's it's easy. I think. The biggest thing you're afraid of is that they're going to run the ball and not need to throw the ball at all. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because uh, even though it's been one week of pretty good run defense by the Chargers front, they were 31st in the league last season. So it's one of those things that they didn't really make any giant upgrades. They took Justin Jones in the third round out of NC State, a guy that a lot of people had projected as probably a fifth-round pick, and I know Chargers fans weren't necessarily happy about that. And Brandon Meebane, I know, I mean, for people who don't watch, might think he's still up to par from his Seattle days, but that is anything but the case. I think the Chargers have major question marks there. I think last week the thing that happened was, hey, you had a 91-yard punt return touchdown on you. You had to deal with bad field position most of the day, and you just poor tackling. And obviously the, the muff punt didn't help either in setting him up on the four-yard line. I think the Chargers game plan is, is going to be similar to what it was against Kansas City, especially with what Josh Allen is going into in this game. I mean, it, it's pretty ballsy of Sean McDermott to give somebody else their first start against a, probably an improved Chargers secondary with the addition of, of Derwin James. Their best plan is to get to Josh Allen, stop the run, and, and not give him any confidence because I think we all know 
that Josh Allen has the tools to be great and, and to be better than average just with the arm strength, which the, with the escapability and all those factors. But I, I think the game plan is going to be to shake him a little bit. And I, I don't know sure. if it's necessarily up to the task because they only had one sack last week and it came from the safety Derwin James. So I, I think they're going to have to prove that they can get after the passer without Joey Bosa which I still think is a big question mark going into this week. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I'd be a lot more nervous for that if Joey Bosa was playing a guy that just tore up the Bills last year, just absolutely manhandled them. Um, but without him, I, I, I think. So the one thing to note about why they probably made the move here and to be no, to be noted, obviously Peterman's terrible. They would have lost their fan base. So it just happens again at a time when they're playing the Chargers. This could have been They could have been playing the Josh Patriots anyone, they were making this move. Um, they had to. Like, they're going to develop their quarterback. I think it's the right move. Quarterbacks that play earlier in their career have a better chance to succeed um, statistically and based on some studies that everyone in Buffalo likes to reference. So a lot of people wanted him to just play last week. He did win the job. That is one thing to note for Chargers fans. He did win this job in Buffalo through his preseason and how good he looked in the in the offseason. Um, so it wasn't like they'll be in the Chargers, like, oh, they see an opportunity to beat the Chargers. Let's put an ale in. It's, he should have been starting last week, and they were kind of – hoping that they play better and maybe go two and two and then put him in and have this master plan that got kind of uh, escalated here against week two. didn't matter who they were playing. This guy was going to step on the field in, in the Bills' uh, home opener. I, I don't think there was any way around it uh, to kind of juice up the fans a little bit to their, watching their potential franchise quarterback. And then lastly, he's a guy that actually by PFF scored one of the best against pressure. So Tyra Taylor was awful against pressure. And so is Nathan Peterman, two terrible quarterbacks against pressure, against man defenses. Um, and that's where the Chargers really would have won um, on both of those quarterbacks, in my opinion. Obviously, Tyrod does things when he gets out of the pocket, but sometimes the running does not make up for his lack of ability to read defense. So um, Josh Allen's actually kind of still a little reverse of both of them. He is a guy that plays well against the Blitz, played well against it in the preseason. So um, I hope they come after him and he sees he gets some wins and he can get fired the ball in there. And, uh, I mean, the Bills have a big win not having to play Joey Bosa. I mean, I, I think he can change the game alone on a couple sacks, a couple strip sacks, um, and makes you think that there's someone there that, that even if he's not there that moment. So um, I, I think it, it brings the game to an interesting point. I, I think if the Bills were going to L.A., I'd definitely be even more nervous. They'd lose that home field advantage. Um, it'd be an issue. But as you're going to bounce that to you, like I know you guys are used to not, you know, always having like the the, the craziest support. As I saw a lot of Chiefs fans in the stands last week, um, is there in would this game matter if it was in LA to you guys, or or no? Because it doesn't doesn't matter. Like that's I think that's that's a question the Bills fans would have. I think it definitely matters because the difference is East Coast time versus West Coast time, and the Chargers tend to struggle a little bit when it comes to playing on the East Coast. And I think that's basically the only difference. It's not so much the fans, it's the time, having to wake up at 7 or 6 a.m. to go to the game compared to waking up at, like, 11 a.m. to go to the game or something like that. It's a big difference in time change. Okay. Fair enough. There are those those pretty gawking stats about going left to right and right to left. But I would say it sounds like you're pretty confident in the Bills being able to bounce back. Do you think they're going to win this week? I don't know. Um, I unfortunately don't. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be like last year's debacle. But no, I, I mean, I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to have enough to get it done offensively. Um, 
I mean, the only way the Bills win this is if they can get to the defense they thought that they built, and it's like a 24-21 game or something. But the Chargers get past 24-27 points. I mean, I don't see it in Josh Allen's first start. You'll see some impressive plays. I think that being at home will help it and keep it close. If this was Nathan Peterman starting, I'd probably be sitting here telling you 31-10 Chargers. Um but I think that Josh Allen brings an element that we can't honestly evaluate at this point and be tougher visiting teams to, to kind of say what kind of effect it'll have on the game. You come out and be terrible and the Bills lose again 31 to 3, um, or 28 to 10 or whatever. But I think he's going to be good enough and upgrade enough to keep the team in the game. And I'm, I mean, I'm anticipating once again, like a 27 to 21 game, 27 to 17, something like that, that at least has pretty interesting points of the game. Oh, I think it will be too. I mean, People on the Chargers side probably aren't thinking that way, but they also have to remember who the Browns' only win was in the last two seasons. And also, they <laughs> beat the Browns at 19-10 to 10 last year in a pretty unconvincing game. If the Chargers fans know one thing, it's that the Chargers are going to Charger. And for those who aren't familiar, that means losing games that you should win. Uh, I am the most nervous of the three hosts we have here today about this game just because I think it is going to be a lot closer than we think it is or that people, the general perception thinks it is. Obviously, a 47-3 to game probably doesn't help the Bills' case in this point, but playing at home, being the first game of the season after making the playoffs after so many years, I think this is definitely closer. David, I, I know you disagree. I think you think the Chargers are going to win handily, but I think this could be a pretty close game and, and shouldn't be overlooked by any means. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I think there's just a lot of factors going against the Bills in this one. You know, they get embarrassed in their first game, and, you know, hey, you know, we lost too. I'm not saying that. But, you know, this is the first start for Josh Allen. I think, you know, one thing I noticed watching him last game is once he got rattled, he kind of, you know, you know, he was kind of out of the game. So I feel like if the Chargers can get pressure on him early and kind of just kind of knock him knock him out mentally, that the Bills are going to struggle in this one. Uh, so, yeah, I do believe the Chargers are going to win this game, but um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like most Charger fans think. I, I think, you know, the, the Bills' defense, especially the secondary, is, you know, something you have to respect. And, uh, you know, that environment's not going to be friendly to play in. So, uh, obviously, we'll see what happens, but I, I think it's going to be a Charger win. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I would – I don't know what's going to happen with Josh Allen. Really don't. I've scouted this defense last year and this year. It's improved. I would say don't just think you're going to put up 47 points on this defense. It's way better than that. It's a defense that will win games for this team, not saying against the Chargers, uh, maybe against a little bit lesser of an offensive weapon um, slew. But it's a defense that can can change a game. So it is pretty deep, and it's pretty decent at every position. Like there's minor, minor issues here and there. Um, and those 47 points were not the defense's fault, except for their opening drive. So I, I really think that, if normal conditions, if Ravens score about 20 to 23 points, um, 20, 20 points are just completely on the offense's fault. 20 to 23 of those points were completely offensive. Um, so the Bills actually beat themselves 23 to 3 offensively, um, and then the defense probably allowed 20 of those points. So uh, they're going to play good enough at times to frustrate you. Um, they're going to be like, this Bills team is not that good. Why are we punting? 
Um, but it's because their defense is built. I mean, they spend a lot of money on it. Their offense doesn't have a lot of money tied into it at all. There's really no one on a contract there. They have a, you know, McCoy's like the only one. Um, like their quarterback's on a rookie contract. Their offensive line, just no money spent there. Um, they have a second round pick receiver in Zay Jones. I mean, there's no money spent on this, this offense at all. Um, hence a hundred million dollars next year and probably an overhaul there. But the defense does have talent. So it is that they're, they're a, pick six away from making it a really interesting game at any point. And, they, and they've done it against good teams. That's the thing to note. The Bills are way better against good teams than they are bad. Lost to the Jazz last year, but went into Atlanta and, and scraped them. So those are things to, to remember that um, I just they, they, they play up to, to par. And you're right, if they if they hang their head. The way for the uh, Chargers to win is similar to the Ravens. Go out there, go out, score on your first drive, get them to get a three and out, score, field goal, or touchdown again. You're right. I, at that point, that game's trending to a 31-17, 31-10 game or more. But if they you let the Bills play defense and get you to turn the ball over a punt and play okay offensively, I think then, then back to the projection I had where it's more of like a 24-17 game. The overall record with this series is the Chargers 24, Bills 12, and two ties. Interesting. With that being said, I think the Chargers do win this game, and I think they will win it handedly. And I think the reason because, yeah, they have some pretty good defensive guys, but I think Keenan Allen is actually going to be hard to stop in this game. I think those short routes are going to literally eat up the Bills' defense. It's going to set up opening drives, and this time we are going to score on the opening drive. (laughs) And that's something to... That's actually a bold statement for Charger fans because we don't score in our opening drives here. <laughs> really? <laughs> all, all last season, they were the only teams that didn't score. Are the only team that didn't score on their opening drive? So that's de- definitely a major issue. I, I I feel closer to what Kevin is saying. Sorry, guys, I, I'm switching teams. No, but I I just I think the Chargers are just a team that like the Bills like to play up to their competition. I think the Chargers play down to their competition a lot of times, and I think that could absolutely be a factor in this game. I agree with your sentiment that if the Bills can hang in there, if you get Josh Allen's confidence up, if they believe they can play with you, it it turns it into a a totally different game uh, than the the Chargers want to play in this. It's a first-quarter game under McDermott. He's always been a guy that um, the team either, if they play well in the first quarter, it's going to be a game. If they don't, they're not quite – I mean, Tyra Taylor's awful at it. They don't come back in games. We don't know what Josh Allen can do down 10, 15, 20. Um, you know, Peterman obviously can't even score. And then you have Tyrod that was really good in, in leads if the defense is playing well. He's pretty good in that and will win games in Cleveland because he can protect the ball and get you first down and milk the clock. Uh, does have a role in this league. We don't know what Josh Allen can do. Like we don't know if he's on 14, if that's over, if that's he can sling the ball quickly. Um, so it's it's all in the first quarter. I mean, it's interesting to say that. You know, when you're playing Rodgers, it's kind of the opposite. You know, when you're playing the Bills, if they're hanging around in the first quarter, the team believes um, they they're implementing the game plan properly. The quarterback can protect the ball. Uh, they're playing in front of their home fans. They'll start to get feed Lashawn McCoy. It kind of rolls down there, as you can see, it'll roll from there. If you get up on him early, you're, you're right. You'll start to see some hang, you know, some hats hanging, you know, defensive mishaps, the, the whole, the whole gamut. So, I think it'll be a good game. If anything else, you know, the Bills can take away playing the Chargers um, and get 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 Allen some really valuable experience that we need to get him 15 games of experience against a lot of good teams, and then give him 100 million dollars in weapons and 10 draft picks that they've accumulated as well 
uh, for next season um, to completely rebuild their offensive line, give them a couple receivers, kind of do similar to what I think their game plan would be similar to like what the Bears did with Trubisky and putting some some receivers and some talent and defense around them. Um, that's the Bears are like a year ahead of the Bills, but that's that's kind of the the the, the master plan there. And um, the Bills are kind of just built like Carolina, so whatever gets them to be like Cam Newton in Carolina the quickest. That's kind of what they saw in in Allen is Cam Newton. So. Whatever gets them there the quickest is what they're going to do next year. So this is just valuable experience, uh, and hopefully he can play well against, in my opinion, a pretty good Chargers team that I hope competes for the playoffs. I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen toward the end. You guys would know better than me, um, but it's one that I would be interested to see them be able to put it together and you know go 10-6. and six. All right, guys, that wraps it up for the Locked On Chargers, Locked On Bills crossover episode. Thanks for everyone for being patient. It was hard to get all of our schedules lined up for this show as we are all busy men. Thanks everyone for listening and make sure to go follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin Missouri. Make sure if any of your friends like the Buffalo Bills to have them go follow Locked On Bills. To thank Kevin for helping us out today. Glad we get this show out for you guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On LAC. Make sure to go like our new Facebook page so you can be up to date when we do our live shows on Thursdays. And make sure to check in with us later this week. We'll have another show for you guys tomorrow to preview the Bills game and to give you our bold predictions and final score predictions on that game. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Bolts!